Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of An Open Book Podcast. My name is Daniela Ajala, and welcome to conversations with real people um, just talking about their experiences and how their faith has shaped their worldview. Welcome to episode two, season one, and it's a conversation with a dear friend of mine, Wuraula Fanimoko. So Wuraula is giving us some insights into how um, her conversation, her, her relationship with God has really helped her in life um, when it's come to certain challenges and how her faith has grown. I really want to apologize for the quality of this episode because after we did the recording, we found that there was a bit of delay or a bit of lags in between me speaking and when she was speaking. Um, but honestly, I didn't want to lose the authenticity of the recording, um, so I didn't want to do it again. So I've tried my best to edit it the best I can, but I honestly hope that you still understand and fully you know, follow us on this journey of her talking about do the pieces of the puzzle fit together. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, Boo, how you doing? I'm tired. Why are you so tired, babe? What's wrong? What's wrong? Or where are you thinking? Holiday. It's not even a place. It's a state of mind. I want to be somewhere where I don't have any responsibilities for like a solid, a solid okay. seven days. I get that. And then I can come back and, and face life. I get life. that. Not like I want to be irresponsible. I just don't want to have to. What do you think has gotten you to that point? Or anyone. Life. Just. Having to go at, you know, 100 miles a minute, not even an hour, consistently. Yeah, for sure. It takes its toll. Just have to make time for to sure. rest. I mean, do you think um, the current situation with corona, do you think it's added to your your tiredness or your heaviness? I don't, I okay. don't think so. Like... I don't think so because I'm not a very I'm I'm not somebody who really enjoys going out. I don't enjoy leaving my house. Um, I really like being at home. So and I really like my own company. So it hasn't been stressful in that sense. I think it's more working from home that has just been like uh, when, when does work begin. really end? You know when. And not having that distinction by not really being able to go out, even though if I had a choice, I would still probably be at home. Um, it just makes it that yeah. more draining. So it's, it's the idea, it's the options. So it's the mm-hmm. lack of options or lack of variety, you know, being able to do your own thing when you want to do it. That is probably like weighing on you. I think it's also like the guilt of, you know, if you have um, a to-do list that is like super long, um, and you know that some of the things on that list are like are things that you can do really quickly, but you're just tired and you just would rather not do them. But then you get yourself into a place where it's like, oh, but I can just do this thing is going to take me like five minutes. And then if you have 10 things on your list, that's going to take mm-hmm. you five minutes. Mm-hmm. That's a solid hour almost. And by the end of that hour, you're like fully exhausted. And it's like, but what did I even do? It's, it's, I think it's also the lack of a commute. So the lack of and unwinding, going yeah. 
And one thing I was going to ask you, actually, because this podcast um, revolves around, you know, people's personal faith journeys um, and, you know, where they where they're at and how faith has helped or, you know, been a guide to them in life. You know, would you consider yourself a person of faith? Really? And what faith? (laughs) What faith is that? I believe in Jesus Christ, the son of God, my Lord and Savior. So, so like just for clarity yeah, for people who don't know there she yeah, believes in yeah. jesus christ her lord and savior abby the trinity <laughs> yeah what does your faith mean to you what does being yeah. a christian mean to you my faith is, is is how i live my life like it's it's my grounding my foundation it's my reference points for, for everything, for how I deal with people, for how I approach work, for how I approach rest, for how I spend my free time. Okay, this is something that I'm learning more consciously now, but I'm seeing it. I have, if I look back, I see it so clearly. It's just like the providence of God. Like God has provided, I honestly believe that he has provided every single thing that we could possibly need um and he has set out a path for he has set out a path for my life for everyone's life um nothing happens you know coincidentally or by accident um everything is is by his divine you know arrangement like he's the master planner and so um I'm going to throw out a question and I feel like maybe it might be a little bit unfair to you because, <laughs> but I'm going to throw it out anyway. I think it's, it's good to have the conversation and also I just want to get your input. So um, um, I was speaking to someone the other day and she was speaking about her issues she has with faith. And I guess it was triggered by what you said when you said, um, the way God orchestrates everything, like there's a master plan and everything is, he's aware of all the different bits Mm -hmm. and pieces um, and it kind of all works together. And she was speaking because from a point of, but surely this, this can't be a master plan because I've been in suffering for the past five years, six years, like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, like, things aren't even getting better. It's very evident that things are getting worse. So I don't see what, I don't understand what it is you're saying, Daniela, that God has a plan for me or that, you know, I'm called to something and God is still working out for me and God is still, you know, um, is still you know, bringing me to an expected end. She's like, because it is evident that for her, he either doesn't exist or he has a cruel sense of humor. I mean, what what would you be your response to, in your experience, where you've said like he's been he's, he has been very intentional with you? What would be your your response to somebody like that? I think it's difficult because, um, for me, once you begin to question his existence, like that's a whole other playing field. Um, you know, faith is. Part of it is believing that God is. Um, so if w- once you get into the territory of, of, or once you feel like life has 
has dealt you so many hard ones that you begin to question whether God is. I think that is um that's that then becomes a decision that you have to make. Do I believe that he is or he isn't? And I think once if you get to the point where you have to make where you're questioning whether he exists or not, um if you do decide that he exists, then you need to decide what you believe about him. Do you believe you know what the Bible says to be true, um, or do you not like? Because at the end of the day, like I believe that there is there is one God, right? I believe that there is. I believe that God is God, and yeah, then you can make anything an idol. You can make anything a God. Let me put it that way. It, I think everybody has to get to the point of okay, what is it? What is it that I I believe? Um, and because that's that's the that's the base um even if even if people say like atheists or agnostics or whatever um say oh i don't i don't yeah, believe yeah, anything for sure. um that is a core belief you know it's not it's not a that that's a, a line that you've you've decided to to toe you know so i would be like okay first of all before you get into all the all the sufferings of life because mm-hmm. everybody suffers in life whether you're a person of faith or not what what is it what is your what is your grounding what is at the core of everything else do you believe that yeah. God is on, or not? but the thing about so the thing I about that is and you know i have conversations with certain people and for them they have so it depends on where they are but you know i have a friend of a friend of mine who yeah you, she does believe in god um and you know she does believe that things are like predestined and god has a plan for you and all that but in the moments of and you and you said yeah you do say people suffer but what happens when it feels like the suffering is for no reason i guess you know i think that's really where a lot of people of faith struggle because especially in christianity of today you know god wants us to be prosperous so god wants us to be heads and not tails go you know we have this running joke and you know a couple of people oh yeah you know when you say things like oh you go into the elevator you go into the lift you press and you're like oh are you going down and you know people be like i'm never going down down in jesus name i'm only going up you know just the general like <laughs> i for me i say this is what i think this is what people have reduced um christianity to now it's about oh i'm excelling i'm exactly. going to achieve i'm going to be the but there's there's suffering in christ jesus christ suffered um but i think it's not an it's not an attractive conversation to have with many people so when you engage with um christians um or or people who maybe you know they they grew up in faith but they're going through because they they've only ever been told you know, God is going to, you know, God is going to give you a brand new house and God is going to give you this and, you know, um, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added. So is that adding of all the things that everyone focuses on? But that's seek ye first. What if that seeking requires you to go through some pretty deep valleys, like <laughs> some times of real, and no one has a timeline of how long that's going to be. That can be 10 years. You know, um, so mm-hmm. I guess my, my, I, I say all that to say, yeah. like, what is, what do you say back to these people who are like, I've been at this, this, in this valley for six years. I've been waiting for X, Y, and Z for this amount of time. 
I've been holding on for this because I mean, it's very clear to you, to, to me, and I, I would hope the listeners that you are somebody who your faith is very real to you. Like you started, uh, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. So your faith is very real to you. So how, what do you say to these people when they're saying, I've been holding on and if, okay, if this is a God, if this is a God sanctioned wilderness, like what is it for? What is my, the, the big aha, this is why. All the- you know, I, I have so many things to say <laughs> because first of all, one of the things is, one of the things I already said, um, you can make anything your God. You can make comfort your God. You can make prosperity mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. God. You can make su- success your mm-hmm. God. Like you can make absolutely anything your God, but mm-hmm. like what have you chosen to believe about who God is? Mm. You believe that God is somebody who's supposed to only give you comfort. Do you believe mm. that God is somebody who is only supposed to give you promotion and success as the world sees it? Like, there is, and again, what I was saying about, you know, your mm. truths, like, there's there's only one truth, like, so, and that is Jesus. So, like, if, if one thing, one thing I've found, right, is that um, if, if I'm in love with Jesus, as he says he is in the Bible, if I'm really in love with the person of Jesus Christ, if I'm really in love with, with God the Father, um, and I want like true fellowship and I love the Holy Spirit, um, that's where my comfort is, that's where my joy is, that's where my peace is. Um, it doesn't matter what I'm going through. And like you can go through really, really hard things, but there is a comfort and a peace and a joy that is always in Christ. Like Jesus Christ came and his name they called him Emmanuel. That means God with us. Like there is for me, in my experience, there is nothing that that I have been through, even hard things, that God being with me has not been a comfort. Um, even going through unknown things, right? Um, knowing that God is with me in that unknown thing, that has been a comfort. Um, so there is a, a very real presence of God that you can go through difficult things mm. and be like, this is really, really, really hard. This is really, really, really uncomfortable. I would much rather not be here. But God, for the fact that you are with me in this, like, it's okay. Not like I want to, I want to die here. Not like I want this to be my reality forever. But um, I find a joy and a peace and a satisfaction in you. Like when we, when, we seek Christ above all else when he we are really seeking him when we're really seeking to know him you can know him in any situation you can know him in discomfort you can know him in pain you can know him in loss like um he's very present in every single situation so is it that we are seeking God for comfort we're seeking God for as genie to answer our prayers and our our wishes like a genie or a very godmother yeah and our wishes exactly or are we seeking him because we want to truly know him because we've seen his sacrifice and we say that is so beautiful like i want to know the person who died for me who took away my sins who wanted me to be reconciled to the father like is that my heart or do i just want an easy out because and i'm not saying that like you know god is an ever present help in times of trouble he's a refuge you know like, he can get you out of difficult situations. He will always provide a way out, even when you're tempted. Like, not saying that he can't give you mm, those things, mm. but is that what you think he is? Yeah. Have you have you seen him for who he is? Yeah. And are you enthralled by the vision of who he is? 
or is it just because somebody gave you a, like shared a testimony of how God healed them or how God gave them a new job or how God gave them a car or a house and you're like oh yeah that God sounds good that's I want not that. actually like, yeah that's, that's actually not who he is that's the work like, those are that's, the works that's actually those not are, who he is. yeah certain oh, I don't want to say the word is in consequence yeah. but um, benefits I guess or certain things that he's just done but it's not actually the core of who he is it's like having a rich father and just benefiting from mm-hmm. you know he just swipes his credit card but you don't have a relationship you, yeah, like whatever yeah. you want but you know nothing about you, him you, you know don't know the heart of the man money. yeah you know, there's no relationship yeah yeah i understand that so exactly. you're saying people need to shift their focus to worshiping god for god not worshiping god for the things yes but i think it's a lot <laughs> no I'm, I'm hesitant because i think it's a lot deeper than shifting your focus yeah i personally think christians have been very bad at preaching the gospel um i think a lot of christians don't know why jesus came to earth they don't know the benefits of being in christ um you know so there's there's a mm. we haven't beheld christ the way we should yeah so people we only behold the things that he gives us so people don't even know that you hear people say yeah they don't like it's not something that you hear people say often like oh he's so beautiful yeah it's like it's strange so when you hear somebody say like ah jesus you're beautiful like so i think it's it's, why that's why i'm hesitant to say shift your focus it's like find out find out who he is like inquire about who he is who he really is not what he can do but like yeah what's the heart behind all the things that he does yeah yeah okay um, one of the things I was I, I heard from, you know, you were talking about, you know, personal challenges, challenges that you've had and how God has been constant through those. Are you able to give us, um, I guess, some insights? Why are you laughing? <laughs> some insights <laughs> into that. <laughs> um, okay. I think... I think one of the hardest things that I have been through um, mm. has been mm. losing a friend, like losing a really, really good friend. That was like mm-hmm. earth shattering. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to. I'm sending. I'm yeah, sending that was you that was like super hard. Um, and even like okay, she was a Christian, like, and she was somebody who was like, it was like God or nothing. Like she would tell me like, <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not. I will never say um do whatever makes you happy. Like she wasn't the kind of person who would just play to my emotions. Most of the time, like a lot of things that she would say would actually get on my nerves, but they came from a genuine place of I want you to be as much like Christ as possible. Um so yeah, losing her was like super, super hard. And yeah, the circumstances around it were just less than I like her passing her passing taught me so much mm. about um death in Christ. Taught me about how there is so much hope in Christ because he he died and rose again like it taught me so much it corrected so much about my fear of death um and what it really means to what it really means to to put your faith in Christ and to have to have Jesus die for you and give you his life like 
to have eternal life in Christ. Let me put it that way. Um, to have the hope of yeah. okay, it's not goodbye. It's I'll see you again. Um, just because I know that you had that trust in Christ, like that is that is something that I did not have before before she passed away, right? Um, so, and even in that, like people can you can grieve for like so long and like it's grief is just like an ongoing process like i've been listening to this <laughs> or watching these youtube videos um this couple that lost the child and they're like oh grief mm, is um a love that to has give. no place to go like mm. you have all this love to give and you don't have an outlet of of where to where to give that love and you can either be crushed by that overwhelming feeling of i don't even know what to do like i have all this emotion or you can just like you what i have found at least at this point is just how how much of a comfort it is um to have christ um to be like it's 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 just okay like to to be sure that she didn't die in vain just even for the things that i am learning from the things that from her passing away um from the ways that i am i'm seeing god comfort me comfort her family um comfort her husband like keep her husband as well and her child like just seeing those things it's like god is really good and so yeah it's it's not even it's not even like um i I don't know how to explain it it's not huge things but it's just knowing that i'm not alone in that process and being able to to be sad but at the same time i don't i don't think No, I, I don't think I don't think that I could have that if I if both of yeah. us did not have faith, if she didn't have faith and I didn't have faith. That's honestly that's so beautiful. Um, it really is because one of the things that I have t- I have taken and I've drawn from that is what you just said about the Holy Spirit or God being there with you as you're feeling those feelings, you know, and having someone to share mm-hmm. that with you. And you don't have to do it in isolation, you know, by yourself. You know that the Holy Spirit is there because the Holy Spirit was sent to be a comforter. So even through the loss, he's there carrying you through Mm -hmm. the pain, the anguish, the questioning. Um, He's right beside you. Um, Another thing that you said was that was beautiful, which I I think we've had this conversation time and time again. girl because as you said i was like <laughs> i already know where you're sh- going <laughs> playing my keys on the keyboard about pain and joy going hand in hand because you can rejoice in the joy of the lord yeah. knowing that this person you're going to see them again but it doesn't mean make the loss any easier like the feeling of loss yeah at the end of the day You've lost this person. Yep. So it those feelings are very mm-hmm. real and are also very valid. I don't enjoy when people try and invalidate your feeling of loss. You can have the you can be joyful in the fact that yeah. and the two for me, the two aren't mutually exclusive. They can exist together. You can rejoice in the fact that I will see this mm-hmm. person again. This person has, yeah. you know, left this world but has gone to a better place. You can be happy and joyful about it. But also know how real it is that this person is no more. Mm-hmm. I think that out of this, you sent me a clip by John Piper where he was saying, yep. talking about when he lost his mother. 
and you know he you know, <laughs> he ran into as soon as he heard the news i think he was yeah. in his 20s when he heard that she passed away and he ran into his room you know got on his knees and was mm-hmm. weeping on the floor and saying thank you for giving me her for the past 20 something years thank you for the joy she was to other people thank you for the life she yeah. lived like you those things and that prayer is real from a genuine mm-hmm. place but it doesn't mean he was he was weeping he was crying like like yeah. and mm-hmm. I, I just feel like it's very real and i think when we try and belittle people who express their their feelings of maybe loss or for whatever reason maybe you know when you try and say oh you know you try and almost like you try and like oh no suffering. no it's fine it's fine jesus jesus is still lord yes jesus is still lord but <laughs> jesus but i'm in pain you know one of the things i <laughs> but was i'm in pain someone about the whole idea of suffering i'm like you know jesus in in the faith of christianity jesus came to earth and dwelt on earth amongst men he took on human flesh yes. you know what that means he feels pain he feels anguish he feels loss he he knows what it feels like to feel mm-hmm. to be of deep sorrow my guy knows deep sorrow so don't try and yeah <laughs> don't try and you be like oh, no, it's sorrows. fine uh, <laughs> all things oh that's what i want to say all things work together <laughs> for those who love the lord and are called according to his purpose <laughs> guys 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 (laughs) i'm sorry i'm ranting i'm really sorry it is true it's romans 828 (laughs) it is true all things work together for those who love the lord and are called according to his purpose this is true but it does not mean and i've listened to another i listened to another pastor who said something similar it does not mean that all results are positive it doesn't mean that everything that happens will be good some things will be bad But what the whole, what God does is that he makes the good, the bad, and the ugly Mm -hmm. all work together. But it doesn't mean that bad doesn't happen. It doesn't mean that the ugly doesn't happen. But they all work together. Actually, let me give you the example that this pastor gave. The example this pastor gave was, he said, you have a footballer, you know, he's in high school because this is America. He's in high school or whatever. He's, you know, going to be the number one draft for NFL or whatever. I'm terrible with, (laughs) with football or sports analogies but whatever you get the point um so yeah he's gonna be top player blah 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 blah. scouts are all at this game everyone's like looking for him he falls he injures himself he goes to the hospital turns out he's torn some ligament or something so it means that his nfl career is over right this guy is going to be shattered like so mm-hmm. upset anyway he's in the hospital blah blah blah. he's so upset he's mourning the loss of the yeah. career that he believed that he had prayed to god for things had worked together for it was an expectation he had it was a conversation that he had mm-hmm. had with god he's mourning the loss of that anyway in the hospital he meets his nurse or his rehab whatever blah blah basically nurses him back to health they get married blah blah blah, blah. yes we can say praise god you know we can say praise I'm God. I'm remembering that, the story. You know, after all that, you know, he met the love of his life. He's still living a, a fulfilled life or whatever. But it does not take away the loss of the career that he believes that he had had the conversation to God about. Do you yeah. understand? And yeah, all things, you know, will work together. Maybe the reason why yeah. he went that far is so he could be a scout or, you know, there's so many different things that come. 
but do not make the guy feel bad because mm-hmm. in that season he's having conversations with God and he's like, I'm mourning the loss. It's okay to mourn, mourn whatever it is. God is very present in your feelings. Yeah. I said before, he came to earth, took on flesh. Mm-hmm. He feels with you. He's very present. He's, it's okay if you feel as I speak to him about it. So I feel like I'm ranting because I've had so many conversations, people trying to like yeah. remove your humanity and like, <laughs> no, you should be so holy. You should not feel upset because all things, no, don't. If anybody mm-hmm. sees me outside mm-hmm. and says to me, ah, but don't worry, Daniela, all things work together. Guy, it's going to be try Jesus. Don't try me. Down. Cause I throw hands, <laughs> no. but yes, all things do. All things do work together for those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. But like, I have, okay, I have a question. Is it that we don't allow people to experience loss? Like, we don't give people room to to just mourn? Like, I feel like there's an expectation oh, yeah. sometimes of yeah, Christian, you should be happy. Yep, you know, there's like yep. You're not allowed to. Yep. You're not allowed to be down. You're not allowed. It's to, a false to feel. narrative. It's the only thing you're allowed to do is enjoy. False narrative. <laughs> oh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's why they always. <laughs> so there's a whole thing I was talking. I was listening to, and it was talking about you know when we we speak by faith. When you're like you're feeling a certain way, and I think it was like a Christian psychologist that was talking about it. And you know when you say things like you're feeling pain, but you're like, oh no. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying you should not speak things in faith. Yes. But don't... <laughs> girl. Don't snap deny my the fingers, fact. girl. Snap my fingers. Go to God and say, this is how I'm feeling. Lord, help me with this burden. You know, that's actually something that has... <laughs> that's actually something that has really, really helped me on my walk. Like, journaling. Mm. My journal is... People are not allowed to touch my journal. Talk about mm-hmm. reading. Because it is so personal. It's literally me being like, God, I am feeling this. And I don't even mm-hmm. like that I'm feeling this. Or this person has mm-hmm. asked me to the point that I want to X, Y, and Z. And it's like that raw, being able to have somebody that I can put that raw emotion to. And like, there's no judgment. There's no, you should be this and that and that. Like, I'm oh, not yeah. saying that God doesn't yeah, chastise sure. and God doesn't discipline. There's sometimes it's like, boy, you know better. Like, just, you know, th- we passed this stage. But there, there's mm-hmm. never a time where I cannot bring my raw emotion to God and deal with it. Like, let's just read the Psalms. Like, is mm-hmm. David was, was the chief of bringing his raw emotion yep. to God. Like, these people are after me. My enemies are too strong for me. Like, why aren't you, why aren't you helping me? Kind of, kind of scenario. But at the end of that, if your faith is truly in God, right, you will always come back to the place mm-hmm. of, you know, where you are with me, yep. your word and your staff, they comfort me. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just that that knowledge of he is with me regardless, no matter what I go through. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, it, it's, it's beautiful. Priceless. And the truth is, it's, he it's already knows. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what you're going. Like, he doesn't know your thoughts just because you're... Yeah, saying something else in your mind. He knows your mm-hmm. heart. He knows the situation <laughs> of your heart. So why don't you just be honest and say, this is exactly where yep. I'm, Lord, I feel a little bit resentful because X, Y, and Z. And and let's work through that with him. Do you know that? Like, mm-hmm. he's big enough to handle it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even when, 
even when like my friend passed away because typically I like to feel like I think God was just showing me. me I like to feel like me and God are G. Like he's going to tell me if something is happening, he's going to promise me the spirits. Ah, my spirits will know. I, I will call this person, this one that uh this one, it was like it was like God pulled mm. the rug right from under my feet. I was blindsided like never before. Like my heart was shattered on mm. so many levels. Not just because I'd lost a friend, but because God didn't tell me. Like God didn't prepare me. And the thing is, he had prepared me in different ways. Like prior to that, I had had so many conversations with another friend, a really good friend about death. Um, and I didn't realize how much God was preparing me, right? But at the same time, it wasn't the way that I wanted him to prepare me. It wasn't, mm, I wanted him to tell me so yeah. that I could have one you more conversation. You could plan for it, yeah. So I could, do you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. that I could savor those moments. But like, after she passed, I was like, I was by myself, funny mm. enough. So all I could do was talk to God because I didn't want to talk to anybody. It's like, I'm so, I feel so blindsided. I, I'm, I'm so crushed that you wouldn't tell me that this was going to happen. And it's not like he said anything that was yeah, just his presence. But I knew that he was there. Yeah. You know, presence. and even in that, like the circumstances around the way things unfolded, like I could see that he wasn't, mm. he wasn't leaving me by myself to go through yeah. it by myself. Yeah. Okay. It's beautiful. You always have a friend in Jesus. That's what I can say. Always have a friend in Jesus. Um, so to summarize, um, if I was to ask you if you had to look back, back over your life and give me what in your a book title as to you know what describe what your life has been for the past X amount of years, what would the book, the title of your book be, and what would be the synopsis of your book? Undisclosed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the title of the book would be, to be honest, because I, I feel like different seasons have been have been different things. Um, but the synopsis would just be getting to know Jesus like that. Mm. That would be the best way to describe um, every journey and every journey. season. Yeah, so that's see Jesus more clearly in in every season of life. Great, great. But yeah, Urala, I honestly mm-hmm. think that this session has been awesome. Urala, thank you so much for coming and sharing your heart with us. We really appreciate you being honest and vulnerable. I feel like I bullied you a little bit. Let me not lie to you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yes, you did, girl. And yeah. The other let me t- let me be honest. Let me confession, guys. <laughs> Wura, before I obviously I I called her before, not but I, I you know we speak every day anyway. So at some point when I knew she was doing this, I said I want you to be vulnerable. Wura is my least vulnerable friend of all the friends I have. She is the one that is the least vulnerable. <laughs> so I knew it was going to be a challenge, right? And what did I say to you, Wura? I said, Wura, I want you to be vulnerable because one key thing about this podcast and what did I, what did I think to you <laughs> she, no, my that life one is not just what you said. you said yeah my life isn't up for discussion but you also said listen this vulnerability vulnerability journey is for you <laughs> it's not about me it's about you girl <laughs> so but I knew that there was a conversation that needed to be had with her um 
I, honestly, at the time when she she came to my spirit, I didn't know what the conversation was specifically about. I mean, I had I had a script which I didn't send to her because I guess I just let me I, let me just confess. I prayed. I said, God, I want this time to be very intentional. I want you to move um, because I know that somebody will be blessed by what she has to say. I know, like I know that for a fact because, yeah, because I know the God I serve. <laughs> So I just needed her to come to the realization. And I don't think she came to the realization until she started talking. Am I lying? Yeah. I was still reluctant, girl. That's, and that's why I didn't send her any questions before. Or do you want to ask But me? yes, thank you so much for being <laughs> open. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for sharing. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, you are such a blessing. Thank you. And Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming to an open book podcast. It was great having you. Thank you. All right, honey. Thank you. Bye, boo. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I definitely did. Um, after the conversation, um, and Warren, Warren and I were having a conversation and I was saying how you know it's beautiful how things all come together um and she was she wanted me to elaborate and the analogy i gave her was you know sometimes when you're building a sand castle um at the beach you know you pile on you build blah 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 and sometimes when the waves come in they can wash the sand castle out um away i should say and you know obviously in your mind your your castles destroyed um, and you've lost everything but the truth is if you look if you take a step back and look at the landscape of the beach it is still very beautiful um, and you can still see the beauty of that yes your castle is in ruins but there's a chance for you to build a new castle um, and it's not always easy to accept and understand in the moment um, but it really can just give you perspective um, on these things, which is generally what we then said at the end of the conversation. It's really about perspective. Um, the pieces of puzzle may not look like they're falling in place or coming together, but they are. Be encouraged. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.